بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا وقال تعالى في كلام المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله قاتقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يسلح لكم عمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يوتئ الله ورسوله فقد فاز قوما عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم إن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدع وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار My dear respected brothers, sisters, elders I want to begin by telling you something that I heard just this morning or read one of the universities where I am the also the Muslim chaplain, there was an ongoing conversation between the student body and the university administration concerning the commencement. Now usually in American universities, the commencement lecture is part of the whole ceremony is something called the invocation and blessing. Invocation is dua. And blessing is blessing. And usually that is done by one of the chaplains. Usually the Christian chaplain does it. Sometimes they ask others. Now there was a conversation in this university from the student body or the representatives of the student body saying that the students do not wish for the name of God to be mentioned in the invocation or the blessing. So the head of the Chaplain's counsel, he said, well, what is a invocation without the name of God? What is a blessing without the name of God? You're blessing in whose name? They said, no. Um, we find it offensive to have the name of God in the invocation of blessing. So either do it without mentioning God or don't do it at all. Remove it. Guess what happened? This morning I saw the email from the president of the university. Guess what happened? They said no invocation of blessing. Hmm? My question is, what do you do when you have people? I, I wrote back and I said I've got two questions. I said number one question is, what about those people who want an invocation and blessing? You're talking about one, you didn't say every single student in this university does this, you said, this is the opinion of who? What about those who want to begin their year by invoking the name of God? What about their rights? Number two, what do you say about a system where we were taught when I was growing up, never use four letter words because they are bad words. 
So before I use the word, I used to count the number of letters. Can be three letters, can be five letters, should not be four letters. Now three letters is also bad. Yeah? Don't use the name of God. The reason I'm saying this to you is for very is, is a very important reason. I, I'm sure it's more than clear to all of you. And that is that if you do not take the time and trouble to spend on your children, then this is the atmosphere that you are sending them into every single day. Then don't be surprised when they come back home and you see the results of that. Do not be surprised. If something happens, and believe me, in this country in the last four years that I have lived here, I have seen things happen. Not one, several of this kind. The fault is not with the system. The fault is with us. <coughs> now why do I not blame the system? For a very simple reason. For a very simple reason. If I want to jump into the sea and I say to myself that I will not get wet, then what do you say? So you're insane. It's crazy. How can you jump into the sea and you will not get wet? How? The only way I can jump into the sea and not get wet is if I am wearing a rubber wet suit. Then when I take the suit off, I am still dry inside. But if I don't do that, if I jump into the sea and I say, no, 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 because I said, la ilaha illallah. You can say, la ilaha illallah. You can recite the whole Quran. I was speaking to, in the interfaith work, it's a very beautiful work. And it's a work in, it's, it's work in which, a work that all of you must support. Because this is, wallahi, this is fourth in this country. To take the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the whole world is for especially in this country because in this country people are generally open to that. But we hear some other things as well. And one of the things I heard the other day, in the I was talking to one of the pastors. And he said, you know, this uh, your Quran is so beautiful. Alhamdulillah, very nice. Uh, he said, uh, I had a friend who uh, had memorized the whole Quran because I spoke to him about uh, Hafiz Abdullah. I said, he memorized the whole Quran. He said, I have my friend and memorized the whole Quran. And he used to tell us about the Quran. And it opened, when he started saying this, my, my sort of antenna started tinkling. And then he said, it opened our minds and we understood Islam much better. So I said, uh, when did he do that? He said, no, in our choir, when he used to sing in our choir and so on, uh, before he became Christian, he was a Muslim and he had memorized the Quran. You're talking about La ilaha illallah. I'm talking about the whole Quran. My brothers and sisters, please, let us have mercy on ourselves. Let us have mercy on ourselves. One of my friends asked me a question, which reflects, is a, is a rarity, because he asks good questions. He asks good questions. He said to me, Shaykh Yavar, how do we reinvigorate, renew, rekindle? People's love for the masjid. Yeah, listen to the word. People's love for the masjid. And have the masjid become a unified place for Muslim education. And he quoted, he said, I quote Imam Ghazali who said that the masjid is the heart of the Muslim community and the factory of champions. 
despite the meager foundations, small foundations and small masajids back at the time of the Sahaba, we had champions who carried Islam around the world and left their thumbprints to this day. Lovely question, the answer is very simple. It's not love of the masjid or what happens in the masjid activity, but love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I repeat, it's not love of the masjid. It's not the activities happening in the masjid. It is the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that must be in the heart. Let me give an example. Supposing I go to meet my friend who has a beautiful, beautiful house. And I go there and I find no car, nothing, he's not home. What is my feeling? Huh? If you go there, you meet this, you go to this house, beautiful house, fantastic house, where your friend lives, he owns the house. You go there, you find he's not, he's not home. What's your feeling? You're happy? You feel disappointed. Oh, I came to meet my friend, he's not here. Or do you say, you know what, doesn't matter, it's that beautiful house, let me look at the house, take some pictures, go around, walk around the house. He's got a basketball hoop there, throw some hoops, and he's got a pool there, let me jump in the pool. What does it matter if he's not here? Would you do that? If you did that, what would, what would you say? You would say that you didn't really come to meet your friend. You came to throw some hoops and, you know. So the question is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, فَلْيَعْبُدُوا هَذَا الْبَيْتِ Or, فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ Not the bait. رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ Worship the Rabbul Bayt. Worship the Rabb of the Kaaba. We don't worship the Kaaba. We worship the Rabb of the Kaaba. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect, protect the Harabayn Sharifayn and protect Al-Aqsa and protect all. But if everything disappears, if everything vanishes, you wake up in the morning and there is no Kaaba, there is no Haram, there is no nothing, we will still worship. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala huwa al-hayyul qayyum. This love of Allah has to be in the heart. That's why Allah Nayabal Ramatullah He said, Shaukh tera agar na ho meri namaz ka imam. Shaukh tera agar na ho meri namaz ka imam. Mera qiyam bhi hijab. Mera sujood bhi hijab. He said, if love of you, my Rabb Jalla Jalal, O oh Allah, if your love is not the Imam of my Salah, then my Qiyam is also a hijab and my Sujood is also a hijab. My Qiyam is also a cover and my Sajda is also a cover. If your love is not the Imam of my Salah. So let's think about this. This month, Alhamdulillah, we are coming into the half, half we are past the half may mark. Ramadan al-Karim gives us the opportunity to reflect. Let us try to do that. When people love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are attracted to His houses. Today people come to the masjid because they want to go to the gym or they want to play a game or because there is some fancy sheikh who has been speaking there and they have got all these pamphlets or some other activity. <clears throat> the masjid today, and I am quoting, these are not my words, these are words which people tell me. The masjid today is the alternative to MGM Alternative to a disco or a frat party. They say this quite shamelessly. Let them come to the message at least. 
instead of going to the gym or going to the instead of going to the disco or going to a bar is that the comparison we should make and that's why we created in the masjid the halal version of mgm a halal version of a disco huh? and that's why when a lecture is detailed people get impatient check condense it condense it in 10 minutes i said i will condense it to one second i'll give you my one second lecture ittaqullah khalas that's it ittaqullah complete condensed version do that you are, you are in jannah inshallah but how come you never say when you are sitting and watching world cup football at 2 o'clock in the morning because in qatar it's some other time how come you don't say let's just watch the last 5 minutes who cares what i mean we just see the score you do that you prepare for it you stay up and you watching that football has have, has anyone ever complained to you that super bowl is too long or nba is too long or or world cup is too has, have you ever heard this why i'm not saying it is haram but i'm also not saying that you are going to get ibadah the the value of ibadah that the the that the blessings of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descending on you as, as you know as long as you at best it is mubah as be, at best it is something which is neither good nor bad and still you wasted 3 hours so you got 3 hours you still have to account to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for simple as that and maybe it goes into makruh maybe it goes into haram because you ended up missing salah or you ended up delaying salah tell me it doesn't happen tell me in the middle of the match most exciting time time for salah tell me how many people get up and say rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said pray at its time ala waqtihi so i am going to pray now yes the time extends for another 2 hours i will not wait for 2 hours because fawailul lil musallin alladhina hum an salatihim sahun they delay the prayer i don't want to be in that count i will be ala waqti i am going to stand here interesting match let it happen how many people do that i don't say nobody how many people do that but how many people sit and complain when there is a khatira when there is a lecture when there is a khutbah my brothers and sisters everything in this world allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this world on the principle of cause and effect everything has an effect this lack of shock when urdu we say bezargi with allah has an effect the shock the love of allah the hub of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that has an effect let's ask ourselves which one do you want ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalal wa to fill our hearts with his noor with shock for pleasing him and we ask allah to take us to a day when we meet him and that is the best day of our life inshallah aqulu qawli hadha astaghfirullahi li wa lakum wa li sa'il muslimin fastaghfiru innahu huwal ghafurur rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin wa salatu wa salam ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursalin muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathiran kathira 
اما بعد قال تعالى ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد Why do you go to hospital? Why does why does anyone go to hospital? Do they go because they were invited there, or they, do they go because you know what they got a beautiful <coughs> new decor in the lobby? So let's go see the decor. Do you go for that reason? You go to hospital because you have a need to go to hospital. You have a desperate need to go to hospital. If I don't go to that hospital, if I don't get treatment, I will be in severe pain or I might die. Right? That hospital you go because it's a severe need, intense need. So why do we come to the masjid, or why don't we come to the masjid? To come to the masjid, we need inducements, we need program, we need some dancing party. But to go to the everywhere else, because we see those places. You go to Costco to what? You buy food. You don't go to Costco or some similar grocery store. You have to go hungry. My question is: Do we see Jannah as our need, or? Nice thought. I don't deny it. Yeah, it's there. Do you want it? Yeah, of course. What are you doing for that? Oh, I'm supposed to do something. How many of us come to the masjid because this is our need? When you go to Super Bowl, what's the ticket? Is there a ticket? Super Bowl, or do you go sit free and then somebody stands there and does fundraising for Super Bowl? Have you ever seen that? Any fundraising for Super Bowl? Fundraising for for uh, World 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 Cup, or do you pay? So why is there fundraising for the masjid? Why does somebody have to say, please support the masjid, please do this, please do that? Why? Whose need is it? It's not Allah's need. This much is definite. It's not Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala's need because He is who is someone. He is free from need. It is not His need that we should pray to Him. It's our need. It is the mercy and the honor Allah gave us where He gave us some things to aspire to. He said, "Fadkuruni alkurku, washkuru yela bala takfuru." He said, "You remember me, and I will remember you." And be grateful to me for my countless favors, and never be ungrateful. Rasulullah said, "When the slave recites Quran, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala draws the attention of the mukarribi and the people around him, the, the malaika around him, to that person and mentions him by name. He said, 'There is my slave Amr. He is reciting my kalam. There is Zaid. There is Bakar. There is.'" Aisha, there is Khadija, there is so and so who are taking my name, who are reminding, who are remembering me. What do we have this ehsas? Our problem is we have forgotten the meaning of reflection. We need to do something about this. Get rid of the phone and stuff. Sit quietly, just reflect and think. So, Subhanallah, this is my Rabb Jalal Jalal. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, "Khalaqa lakum ma fi samawati ma fi al-ard." He said, "I have created for you 
whatever is in the heavens and whatever is in the earth, on the earth. The beautiful hadith of of uh, Anas bin Malik Abdullah in Muslim Muhammad. The Rasulullah said, no people gather to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only desiring by that his countenance, meaning his his ruya when we meet him inshallah and his rida, his pleasure, except that it will be announced for them in the heavens, stand forgiven, your bad deeds have been replaced with good deeds. Now please notice, Allah is not saying your bad deeds have been forgiven, no. Not only are they forgiven, they have been replaced with good deeds. When we gather in a majlis of dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala consider this majlis to be such and replace our bad deeds with good deeds, inshallah. In another hadith in Muslim, Abu Huraira reported that Rasulullah said, No people gather to remember, remember Allah, but the angels surround them and cover them with mercy and send, send sakina and tranquility upon them. And mention them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala among those who are near him. My question to myself is, am I aware of this happening to me when I am sitting in such a gathering? Are you aware right now that you are being mentioned, inshallah, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Are you being are you aware right now that Allah is sending his blessings on you? When we send Salat and Salam on Rasulullah, which is something to be done, especially on, on Friday, but to be done every single day. Nabi Sallallahu said, the one who sent Salat and Salam on me once, Allah sent Salam on that person ten times. Can you imagine? As you are reciting Durood, you are standing under a waterfall of the mercy of Allah. Yeah, how can your life go wrong if you, do, if you do that? But sincerely, sincerely, with that thought, Allah said, I created everything for you. Yeah? I was sitting in my house, looking out from my window, from us. From my study, it was um, the temperature was minus 20, it was 20 below, frozen ice everywhere. And I saw a black capped chickadee that's the national bird of or the state bird of Massachusetts, little bird that big, smaller than a sparrow, has a black cap on the head. It flies full speed, breaks in the air. Lands on my feeder like a snowflake. Picks one seed of black oil sunflower. Turns around, flies full speed back onto the deck, deck uh, railing. Sits there, taps it, opens it, eats it. And then flies back again. I'm thinking to myself, minus 20. If I go out in that weather without proper clothing, and I take one deep breath, I will die, my lungs will freeze. And that bird, this big. It's not a migrant, it doesn't go south, it stays here, it's a, it's a resident bird. I'm thinking to myself, how come this bird, I've never seen the uh, chickadee fly slowly. Doesn't happen. Always full speed. And I've never seen this bird come down and smash into the, into the feeder because its air brakes didn't work. They always work. Comes full speed and land like a feather. And this is the khudrat of Allah. Allah said, created for you. Why? Look at it and maru. Look at it and praise your Rabb and say, Subhanallah, Ya Rabb. You created this thing. 
and you created me to go buy feed at $25 a bag. Yeah, that's what it costs. Black oil sunflower. And put it in the feeders so that these birds have something to eat. And remember, it does nothing to do with me. Allah chose me to do that and many people, Alhamdulillah, may Allah bless them. But believe me, before those people existed, those birds existed. Before that feed was there, the birds were there. And the Rabb was feeding them. Even now the Rabb is feeding them, except that he's made somebody who, in the hierarchy superior to them. We are supposed to be Ashafur Makhlukas. Eh? Sometimes you've done grave doubt whether we are, but anyway. In the khidmah of the bird. This is the horror. There was a guy called uh, Wilson Bentley in 1865, died in 1931. He's called Snowflake Bentley. He was born in Vermont in the village of Jericho. And he spent 40 years, 40 years photographing snowflakes. And he developed, and we're talking about 1800s and early 19, right? So he developed a technique called photomicrographic uh, technique where he would take a snowflake on a black piece of felt because you, you touch the snowflake, it melts. He would take the snowflake, he would go out and stand out in the winter, take a snowflake on a black piece of felt, put it under a microscope and photograph it. He did that for 40 years, 40 winters he spent there. He actually died of pneumonia in a winter because of this. His entire collection of over 5,000 photographs is in the Smithsonian. So when you go there, see it. You know why he did that? <coughs> he said, he, did, he said two things. He said, the, he said, the thing is that it amazes me that there is so much beauty in snowflakes and nobody knows it. They asked him, what beauty? He said, the structure of every snowflake is different. Snowflake. The structure of every snowflake is different. Why? So what if they were the same? We won't know the difference anyway. How many of you have actually seen a snowflake? We live in a place which is... I mean... <laughs> we drove through the snow, we shoveled the snow, we cursed the snow, but did you ever look at a snowflake? Every single snowflake is different. This week on Monday, I was uh, speaking at Bepath University in Longmeadow. And I said to them that we are here now in Longmeadow, which has a land area of 9.7 square miles, say 10 square miles. And that is 35,200 acres. One inch of rain on one acre weighs 113 tons, the weight of water. Because one, one gram of one uh, ml of water weighs one gram. So it's 100 ml weighs one kilogram. So anyway, so one inch of rain on one acre weighs 113 tons. Now Longmeadow had until then 5.5 inches of rain. That has a collective weight of 3,977,600 tons. Now all this water came to Longmeadow and everywhere in the world as individual raindrops or snowflakes. Individual raindrops or snowflakes. Now think about this. 
if nine mil if three million nine hundred and seventy seven thousand six hundred tons of water just dropped from ten thousand feet, which is the average cloud elevation, if it just dropped as one sheet, bam, on Longmeadow or on West Springfield, anywhere, what would happen? There would be no Longmeadow. I have seen the effect of the tsunami, the tidal wave in Sri Lanka, in Yala National Park. There was a concrete building. They don't build houses like here with wood. We build with RCC, reinforced cement concrete. There are steel inside. That three-story concrete building ceased to exist. All that was there was the foundation, the floor. The, ste- the, the RCC pillars had been sheared off as if someone took a knife and cut it. Completely gone. The whole superstructure was few hundred meters away. Just taken off like that. Cut. That is the effect of water. Imagine that water collapsing on top of us. So how therefore should we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who not only sends us what we need but sends us in a way that reflects His love and His mercy. But none of that will happen if we don't think. None of that will happen if we don't reflect. And none of that will happen if we live our lives routinely like machines. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the ability to reflect and to think and to thank Him and to show our gratitude by worshipping Him by making our lives in line with what He ordered us to do. Sure in the knowledge that as our Creator, He knows what is best for us. ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار لا اله الا انت سبحانك اننا كنا من الظالمين رب اغفر وارحم انت خير الراحمين امين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدو يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تسنون أقيم السلام